Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we will spend a couple hours here on the radio on the Patrick Lally Show engaging in entertaining and energetic conversation on local, state, and national news and politics. We'll talk about some health and wellness. We'll talk about some music. And we'll have a grand old time. A grand old time in the best little city in America. Uber producer Dan Peters is with us today, thankfully. Thanks for spending some time with us through your radio at Information 1000 KSOO. Streamed live on KSOO.com. On the KSOO mobile app. Facebook Live or following along at home on Twitter at P. Lally Show is our handle. And you don't even have to be at home to follow us on Twitter no, at you P. Don't. Lally Show. No, you can be anywhere. In fact, you can be in a lot of places with many of those. In many ways, actually, if you think about it, every one of those delivery methods is mobile in one way or another or has the potential to be mobile because you could be uh, streaming on a laptop somewhere, right? You don't have to be at a desk computer at KSO.com. In fact, you could probably stream right off your phone from KSO.com, but who would you want to do that when you have the KSO mobile app, which has got the one-touch streaming there. You pop it and bam, you're in. So I think that's what I would do if I was mobile. But we have these options available for whatever caters to your need. Right. That's, this is a, a high-level customer service operation here at KSO Radio and the Patrick Lally Show with Uber producer Dan Peters. We are, we are here to entertain you. We are here to inform you uh, and just generally uh, uh, prod the, the, the dark recesses of your mind to get you think in different ways about the life that we live here, whether that's, you know, it can be anything. You know, we talk about politics and stuff, but, you know, really, that's a that's a, a fraction of what we do. I don't even know if it's the majority. I, I bet you it's not even half of what we do here because we talk about economics and we talk about music and all kinds of entertainment, arts. Health and wellness. Health and wellness. That's a huge part of what we do. Recreation. It's a holistic approach to talk radio that you won't find in many markets today. I think that's fair to say. Is that not right, Dan? I think that is a fair statement. Dan is, of course, the broadcast professional of this operation. I, I came to the business late in life. And uh, so um, oftentimes my, my radio palmieres, as we like to say, are not as, as sharp as some of my colleagues. But I would think, as Dan said, that this is, you know, it's not everywhere where you're going to get somebody just calling up their weird friends. It just doesn't happen. And so we try and be entertaining as well as informative. That's our mission here. Um, and it was our mission last night. See, how I, see, see, I have got the segue down. I see what you did there. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, at uh, Club David, where we held the first, the debut of public input at Club David during the city council meeting. And, uh, you know, for a debut, I thought it was pretty good. We had people there. 
We played city council bingo, gave away a $20 uh, gift certificate to uh, Club David, and uh, really had a, had a grand time with uh, Mr. Arisman, Scott Arisman, and uh, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub. Um, you know, we might, there's some things we're going to work on. We had a lot of TVs going, and so, you know, it was, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, but in that atmosphere, it's probably, we only had one with closed captioning, and that helps particularly when you're playing um, city council bingo and you're, you're like, did, did they just say what I thought they said? Did they say uh, <laughs> point of order? You know, that was one of the choices. Point of order? Was that a point of order? So it helps to have the closed captioning to follow along. And, of course, the cap- closed captioning with DVR to, yes. to, to break all ties <laughs> yeah, if there is right. contesting going on. Well, it was always up to the moderator's discretion, which was me. So one of the first thing we ran into is, uh, thanks to Briggs Warren, by the way, uh, who put together the city council bingo cards. And, uh, but he had forgotten that Mayor Paul Tenhaken was not there last night. And so the chair was the president of the city council, Christine Erickson. And there were a few different uh, 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 entries that were like, Paul, Taken, Paul Tenhaken wears a V-neck. All right, so if Paul Tenhaken was wearing a V-neck, you got to check that off. Well, I decided, I made an executive decision, that that would just apply to whoever was chairing the meeting. So in this case, Christine Erickson, is she wearing a V-neck? Now, here was the problem. She was wearing a, a jacket of some sort, you know, like a, a sport coaty kind of thing, you know, and then uh, a blouse underneath. And it it was, you know, because the camera was back a ways and there weren't that many close-up shots of Christine. So I had to make a judgment call. Is that a V-neck or is that not a V-neck? And I went with yes. Because always, I always err on the side of, I think that's true. So there was some interpretation going on in City Council Bingo. But it, big hit, City Council Bingo. We'll be doing that every week. And we'll be back there next week on Tuesday night for the council meeting. We'll see if the mayor's back. But uh, we had a good time. So re- there were people going back and forth. I think you can probably go watch it on YouTube. Uh, cameraman Bruce from uh, South Dakota, from Erisman's website, was there, and he would he set up his stuff. He also appeared before the council three times, so I don't know how he did that. But he was back and forth, back and forth. We had some other people that did that as well. They would run, Briggs Warren would run over to fact check something, and then he would come back. And so we had we had a nice time, and I had a had a decent crowd there. You know, there were probably. 20 people at the peak, people coming and going, you know, and so it was fun. The day that they construct a pedestrian bridge <laughs> to not affect traffic, yes, that is the day you know you've made it with this right. thing. That's exactly right. Or at least to like one of those uh, push-button crosswalk deals. We wondered if uh, ca- cameraman Bruce hadn't found a uh, tunnel because all of a sudden he was just in front of the council. One minute he's standing next to me, the next minute he's on TV. It was strange, but that's that's the beauty of being right across the street. If you have business before the council, you can just sit over with us, hang out, chit chat. Because that's the problem with being in the council chamber. It's you got you know you have to show some respect. You got to you know be fairly quiet. Over at Club David, you can you can laugh, you can guffaw. It's okay. So uh, fun was had by all. I think people stuck around. I actually had to leave before the council meeting was over. Uh, as it drug on past 10 o'clock, 
and uh, because they got stuck on um, whether or not to uh, make surplus this piece of land behind the Huey building on Phillips between 8th and 9th. So, and there was, it was a kind of a wild discussion. And uh, it was really fun to watch because they were going all the way back to when, like, the land was platted. You know, what were the rules? And does the city council really have the authority to surplus this land? And then some lawyer from Cutler Law Firm got up there, which is next door, and sort of tore apart the city, the city attorney's argument a little bit. That was fun to watch. And then a lawyer from Woods Fuller showed up. The place was lousy with lawyers. And, but it was fascinating. Yeah, the billable hours that were put up during that thing. Wowzers. That's what I said. So we had a really good time, and uh, we'll, we'll work on our presentation a little bit and the interaction, and, uh, but it, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. I think this is going to be a going concern, Dan. Tuesday night's down at Club David. We started about 6.30-ish. Meeting starts at 7. That's really when we'll start. But uh, having Matt Staub and, and Scott there was good because they were able to explain some things. Staub had a lot of historic perspective, including apparently, and I need somebody to look into this. We got to get research on this because he says that in the 70s, there's a, a couple of apartment buildings over on East 26th Street, past Cleveland, where the developers of that particular project got the city. They essentially gifted the land between two apartment buildings to the city as a park so that the city would have to maintain it. Think about that. And it takes it off their tax rolls. And he claims, Matt Saab, who tends to know these things, that it it continues to this day, that that strip of land, not on the tax rolls, maintained by the taxpayers because of this deal the developers struck with the city in the 70s. That's the kind of quality insight you get at public input at Club David that you're Sweet. not going to get I know. It was awesome. Anyway, we've got a great, I, I hope to see everybody there next week. It's only going to grow. It's only going to get bigger. And uh, we had a great time. So uh, we'll keep adding features. We didn't get our drink specials going the way we want, but we'll, we'll, that'll happen. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. we got a great show for you today. Mary Michaels and Alyssa Gailey of Live Well Sioux Falls will be here. They're going to talk about Move Well Sioux Falls, which is a program coming up here in August. Adam and Rick Weiland, yes, that Rick Weiland, discuss a report on rural health care from a new advocacy group they're involved with called uh, Dakota's... Dakotans for Healthcare, I believe. Uh, Dakotans for Health. Scott Hudson is our weird friend of the day. And uh, we are going to uh, chat with a, uh, a, a young lady about uh, vehicle safety at 345. And I will have a PL statement just after the next break. Today's topic Beware the pollsters. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 322 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Yes, indeedy, we're going to get a little closer to Freedy. That means, but this is the PNL statement and the time of day when we look through the news and uh, chat about the things that anger us, disappoint us, disturb us, make us happy, joyful, and contented. And today it's about polling and coverage of polling. And uh, here's the deal: I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, 
I want you people to know from the outset here, okay, that I'm not picking on my friends at South Dakota Public Broadcasting, but this is the story that got me uh, uh, interested today. And it, but it's broader than that, okay? And their story is SD congressional campaign polls show Bjorkman behind, but how much is in dispute? Um, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, if you listen to it yesterday, you know, Pat Powers and I from uh, DakotaWarCollege.com, we were talking about polling, right? And the two polls that had been sort of simultaneously released by the campaigns in the congressional race with, between Dusty Johnson and Tim Bjorkman. And Dusty Johnson, Republican, his poll said he's way ahead. Uh, Tim Bjorkman, Democrats, to his poll said he's not as far behind, as Dusty says. Um, and so, and then there's a story today that I see uh, on SDPB's website. I assume that it uh, played live at some point during the day, yesterday. And the lead of which is uh, both campaigns for South Dakota's lone congressional seat are pointing to different polls released this week by each campaign that show favorable results. However, both Democratic both show Democratic candidate Tim Bjorkman trailing behind Republican Dusty Johnson. Um, so here's the deal. Here's and and this is and this isn't even really a criticism of of. SDPB, my friends there. Um, but voters need to be very aware of campaign polling and beware of campaign polling. First off, uh, campaigns that do their polling, they all have pollsters. They only release what they want to tell you, right? It's not independent polling. The questions are not written by people without something to... You know, you can influence whatever you want. Now, good polling firms don't do that for their campaigns, for their clients, because they want to know the truth. However, they don't always tell you the truth. Uh, Particularly at the federal level, they do a lot of polling, okay? It's a good tool for them to see how their messages are working, how their candidate is playing in the public, all that sort of thing, and that's fine. That's the game. But when they get released to the public and reported as news, it's dangerous. That's because you don't know what you don't know. You don't get to see the whole thing. The problem in South Dakota is that there is very little independent polling available by media outlets um, or, uh, you know, third party organizations. It's, it's, it's always, almost always by the campaigns and we, and, and reporters sometimes pick up on these things because it's all there is, right? It's August. And some degree, I understand that. But having been uh, in the media a long time, having written poll questions and been involved in a lot of polling, I know it's a fairly delicate dance. And as a consumer, you're left to decipher what's going on. My concern when media organizations report on these polls is that, like you, they don't know what they don't know. Also, in many cases, the appropriate caveats are not included in the in in the in the reporting in the in the actual story, and often people don't get past a headline. Right, the the political context and the skepticism just isn't there sometimes in these stories. And all due respect for my friends at SDPB, but there are key details missing from this story today. For one, they say who the polling firms are, they give their names, but they don't say. That in both cases, these firms serve the partisan interests. Interests. They say that they're hired by the campaigns, but the the PPP uh, firm. Uh, I don't even remember what it stands for, but it's uh, it's a Democratic firm. Essentially, they they serve Democrat candidates. Public policy polling sounds very innocuous, right? 
and that's fine. This is a this is a firm who I think they're in North Carolina. They make their business uh, helping Democratic candidates with polling. POS, which is the the other firm, the Republican firm, uh, they've been around a long time. They've been, as uh, Pat Power said yesterday, they've been working for candidates in in the state of South Dakota for a long time. Public opinion strategies. And uh, they worked on the 2004 campaign for John Thune. And if you go see their website, you'll see they have many fine credentials. But their they are their goal is to help candidates win. Poller, pollsters can't, you know, they're not going to turn an election for one person or another. That's that's not they don't have that power. But they give candidates the information they need to win votes. It's a tool. It's a tool for candidates to win elections. It's not a tool for, uh, in my mind, giving voters um, independent information on the state of things. Now, you can make a pretty good argument that all polling is kind of worthless in the long run because why are you telling people who's ahead and who's not based on this sample? And it's scientific and it's all good. And if it's done right, it does tell you what's going on. But instead of polling on the issues that are important to people, often what you get is just that head-to-head, and that's not helpful for anybody. Done well, it works, and it's good. Done poorly, it's misinformation. It's not that these guys are bad firms. If they were, they wouldn't get hired, but they're not in this for you. They're in it for their political interests. So my message to you and the bottom line on today's PNL is beware the pollsters. This is the Patrick Lally Show. We'll be right back with weird friends. Today's friend is Scott Hudson. And uh, always great to talk to Scott about music and pop culture. We'll be right back. This is Information 1000 KSOO. Thirty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. The replacements kiss me on the bus, which means it must be time for Scott Hudson on Weird Friends. Mister Hudson, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's getting good. better. Plowing through the week, I, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Fabulous. Yeah. What what more could you ask for? Exactly. Hey, uh, I have one thing I've been meaning to ask you about, though, and yeah, uh, because I feel. I'm not sure about this. I don't know how I feel about it. So I broke down and I got Spotify. And what I need to know, because I just need, am I, am I doing the wrong thing here? Am I, am I giving money to people who don't deserve it? And am I taking money out of the pockets of artists who do deserve it? Well, it, it, that is the question of the times when it comes to music. Because clearly streaming is the future but streaming is not artist-friendly at all. Um, in fact, I, I just read a couple of days ago, Peter Frampton, of all people, tweeted out that uh, he, uh, he had 55 million streams of his song, Baby, I Love Your Way. Yeah. His entire royalties for 55 million streams, $1,700. Jeez. That's, that's an extremely low... Yeah, yeah, and and um, and there was a report yesterday that I read 
that of uh, all the money the record industry makes these days, artists get 12%. Wow. That's... And I don't know what they got before. You know, yeah. I, I, I wanted to do some research to see what it was that they were making like in the 80s, 90s, and I would assume it was much higher. Because um, artists have been getting ripped off through the ages. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's just that now there are even... You would think in today's age that there would be less middlemen in between them and their royalties. Mm-hmm. There's actually more because you now have these these apps like Spotify and Pandora and all these other, they're technically paying royalties, but they're keeping much, much more of the money than the artist or the record company is, which, uh, you know, they're providing an, they have an app. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of their, they have nothing with the create, at least record companies when they were ripping off artists, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they at least helped create the music. Yeah. You know, they created the platform for it. Whereas an app just takes stuff that's already there and then they decide, well, this is what you guys are going to get out of it. And artists don't really have any power to say, no, we need more. Um, But at the same time, I have Spotify. Yeah, that's right. It's, you know, and here's what finally made me crack is I, I have just lost complete control of, of my music collection. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, I don't know how many hundred, not, I have a fraction of what you have in, in, in CDs, for instance, but sure. I, I have all these CDs and they're in boxes. Cause I don't even own a CD player anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. And I, I, you know, I can't even load them up on my, on my phone anymore because I don't have uh, any way to burn them on my computer. Yeah. I, I, I know that in, in my case, um, I used to have apps that would allow me to, you know, play music off my computers here at home. Mm-hmm. So I had all my music on my computers here and I would play them, you know, remotely wherever I was. Mm. And slowly those apps disappeared and technically there are still ways to do it, but Spotify is easier. And, and so I can kind of just the 90% of what I play on Spotify is stuff that I own already. Yeah. So it's kind of whatever fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny they're getting from each play um it's a bonus as opposed to what i've already paid for you know what i mean yep um you plunked down 20 bucks or whatever it was yeah yeah and so i can i can kind of justify it that way and and i also do use it to check you know i told you before if if i read in a magazine about a band i ask alexa to play Mm -hmm. it for me well i have alexa hooked up to my spotify that's where it comes from yep yeah yeah but at the, but I, I I do believe that we need to come up with a system, and I know there are people that want to throw some you know some some laws in place that that makes it more equitable to an artist because if if an artist can't make a penny off a record, they're just at some point they're not going to make records anymore. Right, they're just going to go. You know, off music is the one. That, Music is the one industry where they're constantly told over the one job a person can have. And music is a job. It's the one job that they're told, no, promotion. It's promotion. You give us everything you do for free because we're going we're gonna to make, we're, we're going to further your name. You don't tell an electrician that. <laughs> no, no. You know? You're paying for content. And, and that's, and, you know, it would be, I would feel better about it if I didn't know that, that, 
so much money gets siphoned off along the way, right? And I mean, is Spotify, are they a going concern really? Or are they one of those companies that just doesn't really make any money? They just keep getting investment because people believe it will. Uh, they lost billions for years, but, but they, uh, they, they had a pretty good business plan in place. And uh, I believe that the, the, I could be wrong on this, but I think I'm right. I think the th- you know there's only three major labels left. Yeah, and I do think that they now own a percentage of it. Oh, got it. You know, they probably kept it going for a while and then bought it up. It's a- yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's owned by the studios. It's a very slick. It's a very good app. It works really well. And oh, yeah, yeah. On your phone, on your desktop, on your laptop, multiple members of the family, everything. For yep, yep. What, 50, you have like, I don't know how many sign-ups, it was 15 bucks. Right. And I have any music I want, anytime, anywhere. Yes, yes. And playlists, and you can yeah. import your iTunes playlist, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's handy as hell for, for a person like you and I with it, uh, varied yeah. taste. Varied tastes and uh, a very, you know, very much a lack of organizational ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I know I've lost untold amounts of money because I, I've lost the electronic file somewhere along the way. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, right now, well, I had a, an incident like, I don't know, three, four years ago that the computer that held my, my main library died. Mm. And... I was able to restore most of it, but you know, I I now have a backup of a backup of backup <laughs> of of just the iTunes library. Yeah, and, I, and I, I I, it's a... like Fort Knox in my house. You, know? <laughs> you keep one offsite, you know, at, at oh, your, yeah, yeah, at a family member's home, and and another one in your car. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. That's not obsessive at all, Scott. Don't worry about that. Oh no, I. I <laughs> I'm fully aware that I'm a weirdo. I, I completely know that. Well, I feel better now, Scott. Uh, I really appreciate that. Well, you know, that's all I can do is make you feel better about life. <laughs> my my musical shaman, Scott Hudson, uh, thank you for being here today, and we'll talk to you again next week. All righty. Coming up after the break, we are going to chat with Lu- I'm sorry, Lois Durso. She is a vehicle safety advocate. She's a mom who's working to get uh, underrides, uh, the underrides on trucks, a bill pass that requires those to make truck traffic in this country safer for other drivers. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Bathing beauty queens are hard, but you don't see them, do you there? And there's a waitress with a sweet tattoo, she's gorgeous and in love with you. 348 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, unfortunately, our guest that we had planned for this spot, Lois Durso, has been detained somewhere along the way. We still hope that uh, Lois will make it to the studio. But if not, we'll be okay with that too. We can listen to Rihanna Del Cid. Ah, yes, Rihanna Del Cid. Yes. I hope she comes back soon. You were mesmerized at her recent performance. I was, she was great. And uh, 
I got to talk to my brother, my brother Kevin, who was quoted in the story about uh, public input at Club David. He's uh, he's doing some booking and I, of acts. He's he did some of that in New York City when he lived there, and he's uh, living here now. And so he's doing this, but I got to he's got to get Rihanna Dilly, Rihanna Del Cid in. Well, and the guy's got connections. No, he's, he's 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 getting there. He's getting there. He's working on it. Well, that, but you don't want to burn either. No, that's right. So we'll see if we can get Rihanna back. Uh, she's in Minneapolis, so you'd think she's uh, just did a European tour and was killing it out there. So we'll we'll maybe listen to a little Rihanna again here in a minute. Um, I saw a very interesting thing uh, just recently. I saw it originally on Facebook, but it's a CNN. Do you know this Bill Weir cat? Right, Bill Weir. Parts Unknown or where? No, that was Anthony Bourdain. He's got this show on uh, CNN, and he just travels around the country. He used to travel around the world doing stories. Now he travels around the country. And they're pretty good. I I, I don't mind Bill Weir. And uh, he was here in Sioux Falls, I saw, on uh, uh, Jody Schwann's website, SiouxFalls.Business, interviewing these folks who uh, are doing this cursive writing campaign, and they've got a book. And all that. It's but called the Wonder List with Bill wonder, Weir. The Wonder List, right? So he was in Sioux Falls, uh, and I saw that. That was kind of cool. I'll be looking for that story. But then he was in Sturgis, okay. And so this clip is up from his story, and it's fine. It's standard Sturgis stuff. And uh, but Bill's good, and he's he's talking about uh, uh, you know the the relationship between Harley and the Trump campaign, Trump presidency and and tariffs and you know uh talking to people out there about th- what they think of of the president and you know not surprisingly folks at Sturgis tend to be fairly big Trump sh- supporters and that's that's cool and it's it's a cool story and it's out there online and somebody you should go listen to it he does a nice job but um there was this one guy in there uh and I saw this pulled out on uh, Dakota Free Press Corey Heidelberger's blog today too, and I, it reminded me of it. Um, this guy in here says, uh, uh, and this is from the story, standing at the corner of Main Street and Harley-Davidson Boulevard, I get a good-natured taste of just that. After spying my CNN t-shirt, Carson Davis, a self-proclaimed Fox News fan from Texas, begins heckling. You are fake news, he yells with a grin. Just ask our Lord and Savior Donald Trump. Well, I, and it even caught me a little bit off guard. I'm like, dude, I, it's okay. It's okay if you like Donald Trump. That's all right. But, you know, invoking that is, I mean, that's a kind of a frightening statement. You know what I mean? Well, you remember there is a, a, a passage of Scripture that I am can call to mind here. Yeah. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Yeah, there you go. So I think that's the mocking is more of either himself, our current president, yeah. or... Or some I, other state of mind he has. It just goes to this. I mean, the, you know, maybe the guy was joking. Things come out of their mouth. It's Sturgis. He's probably drunk. But it, yeah, it was. I've seen the clip, and the and it it when I saw it, it kind of caught me. You know what I mean? There's all these people talking about why they like Trump, and it's the standard stuff, and it's good, and it's fine. But just that, it just whoa, dude. Just dial it back a little bit. And then there was a woman there who watched, who all she did was admit she watched CNN and she was at Sturgis. And these guys were just telling her to get out of there and go over to the other side, get out of town. And just because she watched CNN, that's it. 
It was wild. Well, hopefully they didn't throw her out of the red hen or something like that. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to come right back after the news and weather at the top of the hour and chat with Adam and uh, Rick Wyland, the, the Wylands. And uh, they're involved with a uh, organization called Dakotans for Health. And uh, they've got this new report that's coming out about health care in the Dakotas. And uh, Rick Wyland, of course, former Senate candidate, former House candidate, former FEMA regional director, former staffer for uh, Tom Daschle. Guy's been out there a lot. He's been around. He's got a lot of experience. So we'll chat with them coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour with Mr. Dan Peters. In the meantime, here's a little Rihanna Del Cid. A public service announcement with guitar! Know your rights! 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. It's fair time, everybody, and it's going on now out at the WH Lion Fairgrounds through August 11, which I believe is Saturday. It's uh, 10 bucks for 13 and up, 5 bucks 6 to 12, and free if you're 5 or under, or can pass for it. The Grandstand Entertainment is free with pay- paid fair admission. Ag appreciation today is today. Also, $30 carnival wristbands all day. 8 p.m. is Casey Donahue with High Valley and Craig Campbell in the grandstand. So that's going to be cool. Coming up after the news and weather, we'll talk to the Wylands, Adam and Rick. We'll chat about a group they've got called Decoded for Health and a report that they just let out. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I warned people earlier on Facebook Live at the beginning of the show that I was introducing some new bumper music, and there it is. I should have a contest to have uh, uh, name the new bumper music. That was Lloyd Cole, Perfect Skin. I'm going to be playing Lloyd Cole more. That's all there is to it. Uh, we welcome into the studio right with us right now uh, Adam Wyland. Adam Wyland, not Rick Wyland, because he decided, well, this was sort of, let's just be fair. Okay, Adam, first of all, Thank you. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate your being here. Uh, and we're going to have a nice conversation. Yeah, and happy to be here. Um, we, uh, uh, I won't say nasty things about your father bagging <laughs> us. Is that okay? That's all right. But okay. feel free to take a rip if you need to. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> uh, the, the gloves are off, I guess. <laughs> no. Uh, Rick couldn't make it. That's okay. Adam's here. And uh, uh, Adam, um, you tell people, uh, we, people know Rick. That's your dad, right? Yeah. Uh, former U.S. Senate candidate, former U.S. House candidate, former staffer, and all FEMA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Who the hell are you, man? Give you got your own story. You're your own man. Tell tell the people who you are. Yeah, yeah. We certainly uh, we certainly try to be. Um, so I was uh, grew up in Sioux Falls. Uh, went to Lincoln High School here. Uh, went to college up in uh, St. Thomas, Minnesota. I mean, excuse me, up in St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Thomas University. Yeah, the Tommy's fine, fine institution. Yeah, the. Tommy's uh, and getting better. I uh, had a great uh, experience up there uh, and ended up uh, shortly after college moving out to Washington, D.C., where I worked for uh, our f- former senator, U.S. Senator Tim Johnson, and uh, did a little stint with uh, Senator Barack Obama before he had moved into into the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was still in the Senate. When he was still in the yeah. Senate, exactly. So I moved home about 18 months ago, 
Um, and uh, in June, uh, shortly after uh, South Dakota got involved in this lawsuit, um, the U.S. versus Texas, which is a lawsuit that uh, our attorney general, Marty Jackley, has joined, along with 19 other states' attorney generals, um, attacking key provisions of the Affordable Care Act, uh, we decided to form an ad hoc group uh, called Dakotans for Health, which is a mix of North and South Dakotans mm-hmm. who are uh, dyed in the wool, uh, interested in protecting some of these critical consumer protections because they're impacting a lot of uh, ourselves and our, our families uh, here in North and South Dakota. And you've got some, uh, it's not just you and, and your dad, Rick. It's, uh, you've got some other notable folks. Yeah. Uh, all Democrats, all former uh, Democrat office holders. Is that fair to say? That, uh, who's yeah. all on there? Give us an example. I, I suppose in terms of names, uh, uh, names that you'd recognize, uh, Mary Wakefield, who was a former uh, deputy or acting deputy HHS secretary for President Obama, and uh, former North Dakota Congressman uh, Earl Pomeroy, who mm-hmm. was actually a key vote on the passage of the Affordable Care Act in 2010 mm-hmm. and uh, ended up losing his bid uh, for re-election. Uh, Congressman Pomeroy also uh, served as the North Dakota uh, Commissioner of Insurance for about eight years before being elected to Congress. And what we've done with Mary and, and Earl and uh, Rick and myself is we've uh, pulled together a report um, called the South Dakota Rural Health Report. Um, and it outlines some of the key issues facing um, South Dakota from a uh, rural health perspective and some of the key provisions of the Affordable Care Act that are going to go away if this lawsuit that Marty Jackley's joined uh, with 19 other uh, Republican attorneys generals uh, attacking critical sections of the Affordable Care Act. We'll talk about your report in a minute, which is released today, yesterday, tomorrow. What does it do? Uh, it was released uh, about 20 minutes ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> when, when, so you're the first person we came see, to. See, uh, that's what I was trying to get to. You've, you're hearing this here first, and we'll get to the details of the report here in a minute. Um, but as you say, it's an ad hoc group. Yeah. What, what do you hope to accomplish here? You can't. I mean, you could probably file an amicus brief uh, with the Supreme Court. You could do some of those things, but it's a legal issue. It's in the system. What could you possibly do uh, out here in South Dakota? Raise awareness. Uh, people need to know what's at stake for them in this lawsuit. South Dakotans need to know what's at stake for them if this lawsuit progresses to passage. There are twenty six thousand people right now getting health coverage through the Affordable Care Act in South Dakota who lose coverage overnight. The lawsuit also eliminates uh, a number of key provisions in the Affordable Care Act, but most importantly, it it eliminates the provision in the Affordable Care Act that does not allow insurance companies to underwrite South Dakotans with pre-existing medical conditions. So what that means is it says that you cannot, as a health insurance company, use a person... Patrick's mm-hmm. health insurance, health information against him to charge him more mm-hmm. or to deny him coverage. He's really fat, so we're going <laughs> to charge him more because he's fat and old, right? Well, I mean, it could be diabetes. It could be cancer. It could be something uh, really an obscure genetic disorder like mm-hmm. Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. There are, Which it is, is, and you say that because... And I say that because I uh, myself have a pre-existing condition and myself was a beneficiary of a key provision in the Affordable Care Act, a 
very popular provision in the Affordable Care Act, allowing uh, younger adults, younger South Dakotans to stay on their parents' health insurance plan until 26. Mm-hmm. That, so I got a, sort of a double whammy there, right? It's a pre-existing condition, and I got to stay on my parents' coverage until I was 26. Those protections go away. So you're either going to get priced out of the market, you're going to get pushed into some junk insurance program, you're going to get pushed into some of these high-risk pools we used to have back in the dark ages, which really don't look for very well, work very well and lead to reduced health care outcomes on a macro and micro level. Mm-hmm. And that's just unacceptable. So we're out there uh, trying to get this information out there and let people know what's at stake. We're going to come right back and talk more with Adam Wyland about the uh, Dakotans for Health and the report that they released. Oh, just as he came on the air, as it turns out. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four eighteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSFY. As it turns out, I can't talk through my nose. <laughs> behind the behind the scenes radio, I stuck that microphone right into my nose. That's if it sounded funny. That's why. That's all right. We got uh, trampled by turtles. Make it sound all better. And we return to our conversation with Adam Wyland. He is with a group called Dakotans for Health uh, that involves his father, Rick Wyland, and uh, some other prominent uh, Dakota-based Democrats who have gotten together to release this report. Now, um, it's, a, it's an extensive report. I admit that I haven't read the whole thing because it just came out. Uh, but it's uh, uh, got a lot of information here about what this... It's based on uh, a lawsuit that's currently in the federal system, U.S. versus Texas, right? That's right. And, and South Dakota has signed on uh, defending the policy. And here's what I don't understand about this lawsuit, because I haven't studied it enough, I admit, is what... So the Supreme Court has already upheld the key provisions of the Affordable Care Act. The Correct. thing they struck down was the uh, mandatory Medicaid expansion. Okay, we know that. Yeah. That's what we're currently living under, for better or for worse. This lawsuit goes after specific provisions like um, uh, the uh, pre-existing conditions, the yep. expansion of the uh, uh, age under which you can get covered by your parents, uh, and some of these other issues. Why would the Supreme Court revisit these things now? Is it just a changed makeup? I mean, there, it's a different court, but we really, I mean. Yeah, that's a really. I, I don't I don't know what they think. What is supposed to happen here? As you look at it, what's the fear that they will just, can they take it up? Can they strike down individual provisions or is it just this whole lawsuit again? I don't get that part. Yeah, so not to bore any of your listeners with uh, legalese, I think maybe what is best is to look at the sort of overall impact of the lawsuit. Yes, we've had a change in the makeup of court. We're probably going to have another change in the makeup of, of the court. So the idea that uh, revisiting the suit as a whole is on the table is absolutely is absolutely right. I think that looking at some of the key provisions and some of the key popular provisions that are impacting people here in South Dakota, like re- allowing insurance companies to uh, underwrite for pre-existing conditions. I mean, that's really the question, right? As I, at least as I understand it. And so, I, but if you, I suppose you could. You, so, if they attack the pre-existing condition and the expansion of the age, 
Um, pretty soon, you've got kind of a hollow law that really doesn't do anything. So That's exactly right. The ACA exists, but it exists in just some sort of tepid form that doesn't really do anything. It, exactly. That would that would be the most likely outcome here, and it would create chaos um, in our in our health markets, which is a what I think it's about a sixth of of the economy. Mm-hmm. It would create a chaotic a chaotic outcome. What you would what you're seeing here is this lawsuit is moving forward. After Congress failed to repeal the Affordable Care mm-hmm. Act in July of 2017, mm-hmm. instead they chose to move forward with a series of executive actions through the Department of Health and Human Services combined with this lawsuit to effectively hollow out the law, as you mentioned, um, and render it as null and void as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that without any backstop to fill in for uh, the individuals that would, could end up losing their coverage, being denied coverage because of a pre-existing condition. This stuff is all moving forward. It could happen, and we don't have a law in place ready to to fix it. And that just isn't irresponsible. You either win on the legislative floor of the U.S. Congress or not at all. And I don't think that uh, trying to go out and you know hollow out this law. I mean, you're really you're messing with people's lives. That's sort of how I look at it. You know, if you're one of six thousand uh, young adults in South Dakota on your parents' health insurance plan, uh, of which I was formerly one of them, you know, you're you're done. If you're one of nineteen thousand five hundred people who've enrolled on the health exchanges in South Dakota, you're done. You're going to have to find something else. And by the way, if you've got a pre-existing condition, good luck. And you just can't do that. I think it's I think it's irresponsible. Um, and I don't think that South Dakota should be part of it. Um, we are part of it. And uh, of course, there is attorney general election uh, coming up in November. Uh, uh, Marty Jackley, not he's not returning because he lost his bid for governor. That's right. Uh, and so it's it's between um, 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 Randy Seiler, the Democrat, former U.S. attorney, and uh, Mr. Roundsburg, yep. uh, Jason Roundsburg. Um, are you guys going to get involved at that level in terms of, I, I would imagine, supporting the Democrat Randy Seiler in, as kind of a political action committee at any level? Or what? how does that – I mean, if you want to get South Dakota out of it, that's what you got to do, right? Uh, well, I think that's right. Uh, you know, we're an ad hoc group, so we don't really have any money. Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, unless somebody wa- <laughs> wants to do something. Well, I mean, you can we will- show up on radio shows, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. That's well, right. and you can show up there and you can get the information out there. This is all public information. It's compiled from a series of different studies that were put up through the Kaiser Health Foundation, through ASPA, uh, through the, the Center for American Progress. It's all out there. And it's something that people should really uh, take a look at because, uh, you know, John Adams used to say facts are stubborn things and there are some core facts in here. And we need to be dealing with these core facts and not advancing uh, uh, lawsuits that are going to result in hundreds of thousands of South Dakotans potentially losing their health insurance. Where can I read the report? How can I? It's released today. Can the average citizen just go find it somewhere? You got to post it somewhere. It's a Facebook page. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, it should be. A, we, all we have is a Facebook page. We don't really have a website or anything. But um, I got I'm a twelve-page sh- report, man. You got to get that. Look at this bad boy. It's heavy. 
Yeah, so maybe we could see if we could put it up on Scribd or something like that. <laughs> well, you probably should. <laughs> Let me get back to my day job yeah, and circle no, back right. in the morning. So you, you do have a face, Facebook page? Yes, yeah, so Decones it, for Health. Okay, well, people can go there, and we'll put that up on our Twitter feed, and I suppose some way they can maybe, – maybe I'll scan it in for you, and we'll post it. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be, hey, yeah, exactly. You I guys the, can post it. I got the PDF. I could take care of that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so we'll be hearing more about this report in the days to come. What do, what do you hope to happen now? I mean – you know, really, I think it's just a matter of getting that information out there. We've obviously got an election coming up in November, and this needs to be part of the conversation. And I encourage candidates from all as all political ideologies to, mm-hmm. you know, think about where you stand. People should, you know, are you with this lawsuit that's going to take health insurance away from 26,000 South Dakotans and put hundreds of thousands of South Dakotans with pre-existing conditions at risk? Do you think the state should be part of that without a plan in place to take care of them? Or don't you? And uh, people should stand to be counting and, and figure out where they stand because we're talking about real lives and the and reduced health care outcomes, which is a lose-lose for everybody. It's a lose for industry. It's a lose for the state. It's a lose for the city. Uh, and most importantly, it's a lose for real people. Nick. Or Nick. <laughs> that's, your, that's your other brother. That's right? my other brother. There are a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. Nick Weiland, who was a uh, one-time mayoral candidate, and uh, if people don't know, and then ran for council. That's and, right. And he's, he's still in town, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's hanging out Good. downtown, doing great. So you guys, there's, you can hardly swing a cat around here without hitting a Weiland anymore. What is the deal? <laughs> we love South Dakota. Oh, we love okay. Sioux Falls. Yeah, you're all here. Yeah, we are. And your and your mother is still involved with the state theater, right? That's right. Yeah, the state theater. Um, uh, the state theater is moving along. We need to get it opened. I'm a big proponent of downtown Sioux Falls. Yep. And would love to go see some first run movies uh, at the state and have a nice dinner downtown sometime. So at, that, so you got your family's got Parkers, right? That's right. That's what Nick runs. Parkers, uh, state theater. That's your your mom's very involved with that. Stacy mm-hmm. Newcomb Island. Uh, and then you guys are doing, what else do you got going on? Uh, you know, th- uh, they work down at the Icon. I've got a, uh, uh, yeah, the Icon. my little brother's right. a part nope. owner nope. of the Icon. He That's manages right. it there. They're doing a lot of great events down there. They've done, uh, uh, they've got this great deal that I really enjoyed, less so in the summer, but they're doing ramen every Wednesday and Thursday, and they've got a bunch of killer arcade oh, games I- down there. At, I- at uh, Icon? At Icon, yeah. yeah. And they got the garage doors open. Yeah, that's awesome. So you can go down, they've got, have a good beer. Eat some ramen, play some Street Fighter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So they've got work for you is what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. You can always pick up a shift somewhere. Yeah, that's, you know, it's interesting when I had my my, uh, pre-existing condition scare and had Mm -hmm. to have a corrective procedure, I was actually waiting tables in downtown Sioux Falls, not too far from where you were working at the Argus Leader at that point. And I had a uh, massive reaction in the peak of health, you know, 23 years old. Uh, ended it up right over at Avera in the emergency room. And uh, yeah. And now you're here. And now I'm here. It's quite a story. Uh, Adam Weiland, thank you very much for coming in. And we'll uh, look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Hey, thanks for having me, Patrick. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with Mary Michaels and Alyssa Gailey of Live Well Sioux Falls. And we're going to talk about how you can get up and move people. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, regular listeners of this show know that uh, I, I am a, I am a proponent of, of of physical fitness. I am a proponent of getting out 
and moving out and moving around and riding bike and walking and doing all that stuff. And so when I saw this, I'm like, well, I got to get these people on the program. And so joining me today, from my right, we have, we have quite the crowd in here today. I'm just going to say that. Mary Michaels, Alyssa Gailey, and Abby Hillestad. They are, of course, Mary Michaels is like the head of Live Well. What's your actual title? Public Health Prevention Coordinator. For the city of Sioux for Falls. For the city of Sioux Falls. And the Live Well program is an extension of the city. That's right. It's part of the health pro- uh, the health department, and it's really a community-based health promotion, working with community partners to make Sioux Falls a healthier place. And that's a big task. It is. Just go to the fair, <laughs> take a look around, and you'll be like, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. Which is part of the reason why we're having this event on Saturday, work off all those corn dogs and funnel yes. cakes. Nothing against corn dogs and funnel no, cakes. No, in moderation. In moderation. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in moderation. I was talking about the people. Well, oh, ouch. That hurts. I'm sorry. That's That was unfair by me, and I'll admit that. Um, and then we, of course, have Alyssa Gailey. Alyssa, you also work for Live Well. Yes, I do. And uh, how's that going for you? What do you do? Um, I am the health promotion specialist, and it's going very well. I've been there since November. So, What does a health promotions <laughs> specialist do? Um, a little bit of everything. So we have crazy ideas, and I ask Mary, and then we move while Sioux Falls is born. So <laughs> Awesome. Um, and uh, Abby Hillestead is, is the intern, but we're going we're gonna to let her talk. Well, Dan, ass- Dan assures me after a catastrophic failure we had the other day, that microphone four is in fact working if you get right into that. So, uh, Abby, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, great success. The people <laughs> heard you. Um, so you have this event. Now that we've got the introductions out of the way, let's get down yeah. to the nitty-gritty. Get down to business. Yes. Uh, there's an event coming up on Saturday that's uh, massive in scope called Move Well Sioux Falls. What is it? <laughs> well... One of the things that we work on is obviously encouraging people to do those things that are healthy lifestyle um, to help them stay healthy and live well and live long. And one of those is physical activity. And what we know is that adults especially are not getting the recommendation, you know, of the, that 30 minutes a day of physical activity. And part of that, you know, we can come up with all kinds of reasons why we're not physically active every day, but a lot of it is if we don't enjoy, if you don't like running, you're mm-hmm. not going to go out and run. If you don't right. like biking, you're not going to go bike. But if you can find that activity that you love to do or something you could do with a friend or a family member, you're more likely to stick with it. So this is just a whole host of activities all in one spot at Riverdale Park, Saturday from 9 to noon. So you can come out and try different things and maybe find that one new great activity that you really love to do that you didn't know existed. And, you know, you say, oh, there's going to be some activities, right? It's not, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. This is like a four-page, uh, Alyssa, uh, how, how many things are going on here? This is an incredible number. There are over 80 activities going on from 9 to noon. We have about 26 different gyms, chiropractors, fitness studios coming out to the park. So it's going to be awesome. There are so many different activities that you can do. So just looking, okay, 9 o'clock, the thing kicks off, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Falling class. Uh, It's judo. That's all we need to know, right? (laughs) Falling class. Uh, Traditional native games. That's cool. Uh, Lacrosse is a traditional native game, and that's lacrosse field out there. Body weight and bands. Bar. 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 
B-A-R-R-E. What is that? So bar is a combination of yoga, Pilates, and ballet. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm going to hot yoga after we're, after the show today. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to. The ballet, ballet part would scare people. <laughs> uh, boot camp for many time fitness. Fit and flow. Uh, that looks like another. What is that? Sculpting, <laughs> muscle toning. What What is a V? V? Vinyasa. It's, it's like, you know, when you think of different forms of yoga and some of the yoga, Pilates, those things right. that use body movement and different postures and positions okay. that can help you with muscle tone and strength. Got it. Pilates performer, beginning pickleball, because there's all the uh, pickleball courts yep. over there at Riverdale. Yep. Pickleball's huge. It I had is the, huge. I had uh, the Noonans on here talking about yeah. pickleball not that long ago. I couldn't believe it. They're going to be giving demonstrations and lessons, teaching people how to play. Yeah. Matt Pilates, and more boot camp, uh, and Tai Chi. Tai Chi. So that's all at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one <laughs> stage in this extravaganza. That's amazing. How did you guys decide? How did you, first of all, how'd you get all these people together to do all this stuff? We have in one some place? great vendors, some great gyms. They've been awesome to work with. We just kind of reached out to them in. and yeah. they, everybody hopped on board. So if you build it, they will come. Yeah. They've been awesome. So the first thing you need to explain to people is because I know this from experience, nobody knows how to get to Riverdale Park, <laughs> right? So tell people, it's not that hard, but it, it seems it's not complicated. That hard, but the best route is from Cliff Avenue to 24th Street. Yep. And you go east on 24th Street and it takes you right into the park. Right. You can't miss and it. And actually, Hope Lutheran Church is right on the corner. We're going to have a little move well arrow oh. sign on that corner. So you just follow that arrow right to the park. You can get there off 26th Street if you go down Frederick, take a lab. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. Yeah, just no. go to 24th and don't, and yeah, don't set your... GPS to Riverdale Park because that takes you to a bridge. So you have to go by the, <laughs> yep. the street address or just go Cliff 24th right to the park. No, you can get there off the bike trail. Which we encourage people to do because we will have bike parking there as well. So please do ride the bike trail to the park. Awesome. And it is essentially between uh, Cherry Rock and Rotary. Yep. Right. It's And there's that it's that old bridge, old railroad bridge goes across to Riverdale. People know it. They just don't know it's called Riverdale. Yep. Right. If you know where South Dakota Junior Football used to play, that's yep. where it is. It's, yep. it's, so imagine all those football fields mm-hmm. filled with 27 different little stations of activities. That's cool. Um, we're going to come right back and talk more about Move Well Sioux Falls. Yeah, Move Well. I got my Move Wells and my Live Wells mixed yeah. up. Okay, but if you move well, you'll live well. Wow, there you go. And uh, we're going to come back and talk more with Mary Michaels, Ali- Alyssa Gailey, and Abby Hillestead. In just a moment, this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with the bunch of folks from Live Well Sioux Yes, Live Well Sioux Falls. I did it again. I got my Live Wells and my Move Wells mixed up. We've got Mary Michaels, Alice Gailey, and the intern. Abby Hillestead, <laughs> and uh, and we've been talking about Move Well Sioux Falls, which is on Saturday at Riverdale Park. Um, my first question is uh, a broader question about Live Well. Why does, and this is probably for you, Mary, because you're right. the boss. Sure. I don't want somebody else to get fired. <laughs> uh, why does the city need Live Well? Why is it a city thing and not, you know, part of a hospital or something? Well, 
every sector of a community has a role to play. So when we look at individual health or community health, it's not just a hospital's job because all of us as individuals make choices every day that impact our health, but our health might impact our employer from the bottom line of health care costs. Um, and it might impact school uh, kids in school and their ability to learn if they're not healthy. Uh, and then ultimately it can impact our state with different uh, you know, rates of disease and what it costs to treat those diseases. So we want to focus on prevention. Why the city cares about that is we can help through partnerships with community organizations, businesses, schools, try to shape our community in a way that it's easier for people to make healthier choices. If we have a walkable, bikeable community, people can get physically active every day, no matter where they are, walking their dog in their neighborhood, biking to work, biking for fun. Um, but there's also a number of people who need to walk or bike because they don't want to or are not able to drive a car. So we need to be thinking about that. How do people access healthy foods in our community, um, smoke-free environments mm -hmm. to keep people healthy? So that's why it's an important program for the city health department to be working with not only our other city departments, but others in the community to work together to build a healthier community. Nice job. Thanks. You've been working on that. I have. <laughs> uh, but the event, the event coming up is uh, Move Well Sioux Falls. It's Saturday at Riverdale Park, which if you don't know where Riverdale Park is, go to 24th and Cliff, drive east until you hit it. Just keep going. It'll be okay. It's at the bottom of the hill. Um, and uh, there's all these all these events, uh, too numerous to mention, and you can get the full schedule where? Um, um, go ahead. On our website, livewellsuefalls.org, or you can follow us on Facebook. Um, we posted it there, too. Awesome. And we'll put those resources up on our Twitter feed, at P. Lally Show. How about that? Um, but you've, give, give me some of the other highlights, Alyssa. What, what else is going on here? So uh, to kick off the event, we're having a Blue Move 5K. and What's that a is Blue Move? I don't get that. <laughs> so blue is the color of colorectal cancer. And um, we're... The funds from that 5K will help fund colonoscopies for patients that can't otherwise afford them. Um, that's very at important to get a colonoscopy. Yes, very at important. So now, Patrick, take the blue move. What yep. are the initials of that of those? Oh, jeez! <laughs> All right, now I got it. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Go ahead. I get it now. So the blue move 5K is when? Um, 8:30 on Saturday morning. So and uh, can, do I got to sign up for that or? Yes, show you up? can sign up for that on our website, livewellsufalls.org. Um, or you can sign up in person on Saturday. Oh, awesome. What's a, there's a fee for that, right? So that is $35, and all of those funds yeah. are going to fund colonoscopies. What, uh, does it cost money to do the rest of it? No, it's okay. all free. Yep. All right. uh, everything after 9 o'clock is completely free. Okay. And uh, uh, what else do you got for me if I show up at this? Well, deal? we have a um, – so it's for all ages and abilities. So mm -hmm. if you're not like, oh, I'm not a gym person or a fitness buff, mm -hmm. that's okay. That's why we're doing this. Come out and try it. And even if you start a class, so let's say you go to one of those 9 o'clock classes and you're like, ooh, this boot camp is not for me, you can jump out of that and just head down to the next station and try Tai Chi or something else. But we'll have even chair yoga. So if there's individuals who have some mobility limitations, they can come try – chair yoga we're going to have yard games so you could just come out and play a little bean bag or yard jenga mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a special kids area that has wings gymnastics with some tumbling some other games from high v some canaries players will come out and play catch with the kids at about 10 oh, cool. so it really is all ages all abilities i mean if you like zumba you can come out and do zumba there's a couple variations people on still that. do zumba yeah, there's Zumba, and then there's a, a program called Work, W-E-R-Q. That's like Zumba, but with all the latest pop, hip-hop music. And then there's a program in there also called Country Heat, 
which we believe is a variation using country music. We believe. I like that. We believe. <laughs> we haven't seen it. it we haven't. It might be one that we all try. But there's even a little jazz funk dance. There's, um, yeah. It's is it, the Zumba is where you wear the Zumba pants, right? Well, you no, can wait a minute. <laughs> you choose to. Those are Zubas. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's a go. different deal. Um, what's a dance mile? All right. Oh. This is the last thing on yes. here. It's a dance mile. What is that? Um, so the dance mile is kind of our way to celebrate the entire morning. We're going to get everybody together that's still there and basically do a big dance conga line around the river dance. I was going to say conga <laughs> yeah. line, and I thought it would be a joke, but it turns out that's to be yeah. true. That's really what it is. You know, you can walk a mile, you can run a while, but it's much more fun to dance a mile. We're going to have a dun, DJ, dun, so we're going to crank dun, up the tunes dun, and just dun, 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 yeah. cl- cool. close the event with a bang. Yeah, right on. Uh, Abby? Hillestead, the intern, (laughs) do you have anything to say? Um, You want to make sure that you get there right at 9 because we're going to be giving away swag bags to the first 100 people there. So it'll be awesome. There you go. We'll end with that. Swag. (laughs) Well, And the the mayor will be reading a special proclamation at 9.15. The mayor's also running in our blue move. That's right. I saw that. So come out and and hang with the mayor for a little bit too. I'm going to tell you, he's not that fast. (laughs) I can beat him. If I was going to be here this week, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, but I would come out there and crush him like a grape. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Mary Michaels, Alyssa Gailey, and the intern, Abby Hillestead from Live Well Sioux Falls. Uh, ladies, thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks, Thanks for the time, Patrick. We'll be right back after the uh, just short break. We'll talk about what's coming up tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Coming up on Saturday, after you've gone to the Move Well Sioux Falls in the morning, you can go celebrate at the Downtown Riverfest, four to eleven p.m. on the River Green Greenway between Eighth and Sixth Streets, Shropa Place, and the Raven Industries parking lot. Live music on two stages, kids activities, food trucks, cold drinks. Retail vendors, canoe rides, live art, and a fireworks finale. Woo! For details on this event and all other events, go to our calendar at KSOO.com. Okay, tomorrow, your Minnesota Twins take on the Cleveland Indians. First pitch at 1210. When that happens, uh, we come on after the postgame. And that can be anywhere. Depends on how long game takes, right? But when we do, you're going to want to stay right here after the game because Libby Screen from... South Dakota ACLU we be our guest we'll see you then this is the Patrick Lally show information 1000 KSOO